with myself, Gaia Woods, and my special returning host, Samuel Muglia. Hi, Sam. Say hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, Gaia. Hello. Um, also, it's very exciting. We just got a call from someone, but it was just as we were starting the show, so... We were not prepared. I was not prepared. Microphones were off. So if you are still listening, caller, please call us back, and we will answer your call live on the air, 213-54-LOVE-ZERO, with your love question. So, yeah. Anyway, well, welcome. Thank Yay. you so much. I need it's great a, to be back. Yeah, it's so nice to be back. I'm still so sad about the majority of your – oh, you want me to turn your mic or your thing up here? My headphone, no, my headphones Oh, your down. headphones. Okay, how's that? Turn my headphones down. Down, down, down. Yeah. Okay, You're so on. loud. I'm so loud. <laughs> I mean, I know I am loud, but how's that? Is that better? Perfect. Are you sure? Yes, very comfortable. Okay, good. Um, so, yeah, I'm still sort of grieving the loss of missing part of our episode yeah. from last month or whenever that was. Mm-hmm. But I we're can't believe it too. I was there, you I know, know, pouring my heart and soul out. <laughs> I know. Into the airwaves of Los Angeles. I know. And for what? And for what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Life is rough like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm just trying to do a little bit of organizing here so that I can make sure to see the caller and hear the caller if the caller wants to call back. So I'm just getting this ready here. Okay. Looks ready. Caller, call us back. We love live calls. I think that in the history of doing this show, I could count the number of live calls that I've gotten, so it's a very exciting mm-hmm. person who is calling. You should know. <laughs> so, no pressure, of course, but yeah. <laughs> um, okay, do you want to catch us up on the two-minute, I don't know, your day, like how's it going kind of thing before we get right into sure. the, the thick of it? Everything's going great. Everything's going great. I'm uh, super happy to be in Los Angeles as the weather cools down a little bit. Yeah, I'm right. experimenting with a new look. I've been going to this incredible store called Raggedy Threads. Are you Ooh, with it? no. In, in, uh, in Little My t- station manager is familiar yeah, with it. He's little, nodding. In Little Tokyo. I think cool. one of the guys who owns it is actually a Providence guy. Oh, really? This guy, Xavier. That's cool. And he, and then so I'm, I'm getting to that whole like super distressed vintage look I'm liking so I'm doing like this blue tonal dressing that sounds cool you know, ev- everything's like ripped and torn and patched that sounds I'm great just like a little raggedy Andy kind of guy that you sounds good I'm looking at you now none of that is what you're describing that you're um, wearing now although well you do have a really nice necklace on yeah but, but yeah. The, the layer I have the layers are in the car oh actually. really my jeans I have oh your jeans nice 90s jeans with a nice rip Oh, oh. sweet. That sounds good. (laughs) Sounds sexy. (laughs) That sounds like a good segue. Oh, well, okay, wait. I'm trying to figure out if there's any news for me. Um, I guess nothing. I'm having a good morning. Nothing really that revolutionary is happening. Um, I guess the one sort of big news is that I'm going to be starting a private practice in Los Feliz. soon so people can come see me on this side of town if they want to so that's exciting um as a therapist that is other than that (laughs) or just for wine (laughs) you know just we want to come hang out um yeah i don't know things are good la is getting cooler i'm enjoying Mm -hmm. the cooler Mm -hmm. weather so perfect. Yeah. It like, well, it's a, little, it's a little warm today. It's still, yeah, it goes back and forth. Today. It's chilly in the evenings, mm-hmm. and then in the daytime, it still is kind of I'm looking deciding forward that to it wants to be warm. To those 68 degree mm. It's so nice. Yeah, I agree. I know. Um, okay. So today's topic, I guess we decided it was going to be mainstream kink. Yes, or the, or the mainstreaming of kink. The mainstreaming of kink, I yeah. say. Cool. Yeah, so this was your introduction, which I love it when my lovely co-hosts come up with things for us to discuss. So, yeah. Well, so basically it's been, you know, this uh, – so, you know, my background is as a trend forecaster. Uh, oh, yeah. That, you know, yeah. Th- and that's one of the, the tricks I have in my bag. So I'm always mm-hmm. really interested in how culture evolves and how – and then, like, what's happening in pop culture as a mirror mm. – for the state of the human psyche, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe the American psyche on planet Earth, and yeah, um, uh, so I've been, you know, so I'm always like looking at all these like crazy YouTube videos. You know, I have like yeah. a really good collection of like totally weird cultural artifacts. Um, Sounds great. And then I'm always uh, 
you know, and and I figured that since this was a you know like a love and dating show, there's uh, I feel like there's just a lot to say. There's kind of like a little bit of a a secret, you know, not secret, but like a soft, like cold uh, sexual revolution that's happening right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And so there were just some things I wanted to discuss. Yeah. About, you know. Um. Well, so I was thinking of the idea that. Um, you know, in terms of looking at kink and trying to understand what that even means to me, I think that um, I just kept coming back to the idea that in terms of, um, like, taking a sort of cultural perspective in terms of if you are brought up a certain way, really basically anything that is sex for pleasure could technically be considered kink. And so I was just, just in terms of sort of like a Protestant Christian mm-hmm, mm-hmm. belief in terms of procreate, you know. Sure. Um, so I was sort of having a hard time defining what I thought kink even meant to me in terms of my understanding of it. But I also um, turned to the old Wikipedia. Right. <laughs> and... Basically, they say that in, in human sexuality, kinkiness is the use of unconventional sexual practices, concepts, or fantasies. The term derives from the idea of a bend in one's sexual behavior to contrast such behavior with straight or vanilla sexual um, mores, sexual mores, and proclivities. It is thus a colloquial term for non-normative sexual behavior. Um, so that makes more sense to me in terms of yeah. just like understanding, yeah. And, and I and I would just look at it as you know that it's almost like a common like a common sense thing where we have we have like a cultural, you know, a sort of like assumed cultural norm, like you know, a picture in our minds of mm-hmm. like what like normal or you know vanilla sex is, and yeah. Then, um, and then how we, you know, and then any deviation from that. Mm-hmm. you know, you would consider kink. So, you know, I'm right. I'm not, like, a super scientific, like, academic type. So I'm just, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the opinions and views I express are my own. You know, yeah, they're yeah. Not, they're not the, uh, Which is why <laughs> this is a love opinion show yeah, and not a therapy show. <laughs> or, like, a, yeah. A love opinion yeah, show. love opinion show. So, yeah. so I would, um, you know, one of the things that's, m- that's most fascinating uh, for me about this is, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I did study this, like, a little bit, and, you know, I took some, like, classes at school and read some books and stuff but so if we're going to talk about you know one sort of like culturally predominant element of kink which is bdsm which Mm -hmm. is the leather and the lace and the chains Mm -hmm. the origin of that um aesthetically comes from you know the leather daddies Mm. and that originates from uh u.s navy veterans after world war ii I didn't know that. Yeah, were, you know, moved to San Francisco. They were in the West Coast, and they were, you know, homosexual men who, uh, you know, used this kind of, like, violent, you know, like, rough sexual practice to help work through the trauma Mm. of being in war. Mm. And that's where that I wonder if that's where the whole stereotype, too, of people, because that was something else that I um, was thinking about just in terms of, my own understanding of BDSM and kink in that way is that there is the sort of false assumption that, you know, anyone who's into BDSM has experienced some form of trauma. And so it's sort of a, you know, I could it's like a, that's basically like a, um, you know, a negative stereotype of yeah, that yeah, community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's something that s- has stayed with that community. But I wonder if that's actually a part of, you know, the sort of... Um, beginning of that stereotype that might have a little bit of truth to it you know if that makes sense yeah i mean i can only speak from my personal experience i'm not a pain guy like Mm -hmm. receiving or inflicting Mm -hmm. so i don't know you know yeah you know i don't know (laughs) well and the other thing too um i was really just talking about like visually visually yeah 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 Yeah, that makes sense Mm -hmm. um the other thing too that, and uh, we have on our on our talking points for today, the idea of um, Fifty Shades of Grey and just the popularity of that movie. But um, which I want to hear your opinions about that movie. Um, did you see that movie, by the way? I didn't. But you didn't see it? No. I oh, I, I was, was hoping we could like. I mean, I'm rip it I'm apart. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very familiar with it, and I would yeah, think. Yeah. I mean, I would think that the uh, the book is the more important cultural signifier for the mainstreaming of kink mm. you know, th- it was really that yeah. that book that came out oh right i forgot and, completely and, that it was a book and yeah people 
you know, all over the world, like suburban, you know, super regular unexploratory people were reading this book and it even yeah. just even if they didn't practice it it opened their minds up to this idea it completely normalized mm-hmm. maybe that's the part of it that is kind of helpful because you know i'm looking at it from a perspective of i don't know just being like i guess critical mm-hmm. of the mo- i don't know i saw the movie i didn't read the book and i kind of thought the movie was bullshit <laughs> well and the book but is bullshit too the book i'm is sure ter- terribly written i'm sure you know. but i think what you're saying is so accurate though in terms of it really helped normalize a lot of the ideas of just an exchange of power and whether or not there's pain involved you know i don't think it's necessarily i don't think that it has to be that's not inherent within the idea of bdsm mm. it's just like a, an exchange of power right it's like are you a sub or are you a dom that can be me like tickling your arm with a feather right. like you know you're my sub i'm your dom and like that's the exchange and we've agreed upon that like that's right. what we like to do i hate being tickled please don't tickle yeah <laughs> so that would be something that we would agree that you didn't want to do um but yeah i think you're right in terms of the normalization that that is probably sort of the best part of the Fifty Shades of Grey sort mm-hmm. of like movement in terms of just making it acceptable to think in a different way that's not right. so bathed in you know like vanilla and like oppression right. <laughs> towards but sexuality. Then, but then there's all these you know so then let's like f- flash forward a couple years to my own social life in New York City. Yeah. Every weekend there are huge BDSM and like play parties and stuff that were like just wild you know they were like yeah and there would you know th- I, I did know you ever go to them oh yeah no i went <gasps> all the time like oh my god how my fun yeah no it was like yeah. my preferred and i didn't always you know really participate but it was just yeah for me like I, w- I always like when i go to a party i want the party atmosphere to be like totally crazy and insane and so yeah sitting you know talking with your friend having a beer while there's like a 400 person orgy going on behind you <laughs> is just the kind of that's the kind of that's the kind of energy that, that you like for my friday night you know sure. I mean? <laughs> just the like casual <laughs> 400 person orgy yeah. you know like just, a, just yeah and everyone's in costumes also you know like yeah i i, I want to be in a hieronymus bosch painting yeah as often as possible as often as possible <laughs> well and you're talking about the idea of costumes too which brings me to the idea of just fantasy and how fantasy plays into the idea of you know, BDSM and sexuality in terms of just getting out of your normal sort of role, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of whether it's the way that you dress or whether it's the way that you act or the way that you present yourself or express yourself. I think that is such a cool thing to play with in terms of a sexual expression mm-hmm. that BDSM sort of allows for. So I don't know. Yeah. It really does. That's also cool that it sounds like um, the communities that you're talking about are sort of like we're open to new people coming and participating or not because I have never gone to any of like I've never participated in any of that but I've heard of some of the communities and some of the sort of like whatever they're what are they called like play like meetups play parties, play parties yeah, yeah. Um, and it always sounds like I would be an outsider like it doesn't sound like a friendly space unless I already have experience in the community and sort of know myself and my wants and desires. Some, desire, some you of know, them are so. definitely like that. Like there were these yeah. parties called top floor parties that were a little yeah. like um so cool like black masquerade. Yeah. You know, like, you know, little la- lacy mask and it was Yeah. For me the energy wasn't as exciting. Mm-hmm. It was like trying so hard to be like cool and sexy. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. But then and then there were other parties where it was like just sort of like crazy like circus you know, free for all, like fun energy and stuff like that, and yeah, and, and um, and I'm sure they're all different. You they're know, all different. And like then the yeah. spaces were like really safe because the consent thing is like, mm-hmm. you know, it's I mean, it's almost that's the origin of right consent culture is literally like those kinds of parties where you have to ask yeah for every single thing right, which is so cool and also takes away because I think that that's the other sort of like sex negative if you want to call it mm-hmm. misconception about BDSM is that it's you know this thing that is about pain and trauma you know and breaking boundaries and all these things but it's actually the opposite it's actually seems to me that it's about trust and you know experimenting in a way that you have set boundaries that you feel comfortable mm-hmm. and in terms of implementing safe words so that if you ever feel uncomfortable you can use that safe word and always stop the behavior that's happening, you know, like just yeah, being yeah. in control, even if you're setting it up to, 
you know, relinquish control, you're still in control and you still have a say for it. You know, it's like a whole contained sort of situation that seems like a fun place to play around, you yeah. know? I don't yeah. know. It seems yeah. great. Yeah. The, the um, you know what? There was another thing that was tangential. Choker necklaces. I, I want to talk. <laughs> I'm really excited about talking about that. I want to talk about choker necklaces. <laughs> yeah. so funny. <laughs> it cracks me up because it doesn't, you know, there's all these, like, signifiers and nomenclature and, like, practices yeah. of, you know, and we're still, I guess we're in, we're, you know, I want the scope of our conversation to be a little bit beyond BDSM. But yeah, in, no, totally. But in terms of this, something that was always, like, it was so funny to me was that, you know, these necklaces that people were wearing. So it's the black leather choker with the metal ring. Mm -hmm. You know, right. that is v was a very, I still is like a cool, like trendy yeah. uh, necklace. Well, and wear. that's like, Iggy, like I watched that Iggy Pop documentary and he had the red dog collar mm -hmm. that had the little like loop thing, you right, know, and right. he literally got it at pet store right, right, right. and like thought it was a cool but thing. It means you know. What it means, like if you wear that to a, a party, yeah. a play party, Oh, that it has a special it, it doesn't even mean that you're someone's sub. It means yeah. you're somebody's slave. So oh, so they can so pull like, you around. Yeah, so like a <laughs> yeah. sub doesn't, like a sub, you know, if you're the dom and I'm the sub, mm -hmm. it's like you boss me around and I kind of willingly, you know, be like, okay, sure, like I'll go like mow the lawn, Gaia, you know, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. But, but if you're someone's slave, you yeah. don't, like you don't have any choice. Like that's the agreement oh. that you enter into. Like if you, like... If I'm like, if you're like, go mow the lawn, Sam, and I'm like, I, you know what, I don't feel like it. I'm not feeling so well. I yeah. kind of want to <laughs> like put my feet up for a minute. Yeah. Like I get in like serious trouble. Like there are huge consequences. Oh, that's right? amazing. So I love how it's like this completely like extreme, yeah, erotic relationship that people where it's like, yeah, I'm badass. Like I've got like this. <laughs> yeah. I've got like this cool collar on. Does yeah. that mean that okay? So if there is like sub and dom are sort of the some of the most widely understood terms i feel uh -huh, like from bdsm uh -huh. but also i think that um there's also different like those uh acronym that acronym can stand for a number of different things and so i wonder if the s can also stand for slave instead of su you know i wonder I like wonder. how many other sort or of meanings because like, it's a capital d a lowercase mm -hmm. s so maybe a slave is like an s in italics or something <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> maybe i didn't yeah. even realize that it's in lowercase yeah. that's so specific yeah it's super that's specific cool. yeah the, um um and you know you got your doms but then you also mm -hmm. your, your daddy doms which oh, is okay. very, very different you know a dom is mm -hmm. very you know mr gray from oh. 50 shades of gray is a dom right technically mm -hmm. but then a daddy dom is like yeah, what's super, a daddy dom it's like super supporting super loving mm. like you know like gets buys you everything that you need like mm, yeah you know takes really good care of you i mean the other part about whenever i have these conversations um i always think about i mean you're talking about sort of acts of doing things outside of a sexual experience in terms mm -hmm. of being a slave and mowing like doing someone's chores mm -hmm. or you know um having your daddy don't buy you things and things like that and i think that it's so interesting the idea of taking the power dynamic exchange outside of just the idea of the sexual relationship but then sure. still having it be i mean not that it all has to come i'm not freud it's not yeah. all <laughs> about sex but i think that it's so interesting that it starts in the sort of community that is you know sort of known primarily to be sort of about an exchange of, of power and, and sexual you know expression right. and um all that but that there's all these other sort of iterations of it basically meaning that it doesn't necessarily even have to have a sexual component like that to me is I mean sort I would of say amazing I would say it's still erotic you sure. know the whole thing is always erotically charged but it's nice to mm -hmm. have an erotically charged life everywhere you go yeah you know? I mean I'm trying to figure out how can I incorporate <laughs> like these elements into my relationship in a way that I feel comfortable with and that I'm excited about. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I think that's also the kind of interesting part about the community is just really, like, considering what your preferences are and mm -hmm. what is exciting to you and then experimenting with it. Like, well, that sounds me, great. For me, like, you know, the, and this is something I've been thinking a lot about lately, which is the next thing I want to talk about mm -hmm. is authenticity. Mm. So, like, so the problem with a lot of, like, the fantasy role-playing stuff for me is that yeah. it doesn't it doesn't feel authentic mm. to me like if someone s it starts like if someone were to start like saying like daddy could you like do this for me i'd be like come on like 
get real. It's like we're the same age. I'm not yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, but that's just my preference. But then, yeah. So, for me, I think, and and, and I and I, what I would imagine is that what a lot of people are searching for, mm-hmm. why they, you know, the reasons why they go outside of the norms, uh, the societal norms of like prescribed sexuality is because mm-hmm. they're they're looking for something that feels authentic to them. That's like an authentic, right? Extremely pleasurable, like blissful mm-hmm. expression of themselves. Yeah. Um. But. So, but then for me, it seems kind of ironic that they will then travel into this like inauthentic, like role playing, mm. you know, thing. But yeah, but I guess it's just searching. You know what I mean? You're trying. Yeah, it's I like, think oh, you're I'm just try this searching. Out. And I mean, as someone who has explored a little bit with my own identity and just trying things on and exploring what feels most comfortable to me. And <laughs> I say that, and I'm trying to come up with examples in my mind, and I'm saying, oh, I've gone through phases where, you know, I've worn black, and I've cut my hair, <laughs> like, punk, and then, <laughs> like, Whoa. I wore sweater vests, and Relax, it was, like, more preppy, yeah, yeah. like, wow, it was such an extreme, <laughs> you know, so, like, not that much exploration, but I guess for me, it was more of an internal exploration in terms of how do I want to sort of express myself, um, but it hasn't necessarily felt for me, just, in, like, using my own experience, like any of those things were inauthentic. So I think that like what you said about sort of exploring and trying to see Mm -hmm. what feels like it touches that part of you that is unexpressed, that seems like the fun part about it. But I think it's also, it's interesting trying to figure out like what's authentic to each person and sort of, yeah. And I will say that like personally I have, I have experienced there's like an energetic space that you get into and we're talking, you know, explicitly about, like sexuality, like in mm-hmm. the act of lovemaking, where there is this power exchange between dominance and submission that's com- mm-hmm. that's totally uncontrived, and then all right. of a sudden something clicks, and you're like, whoa! And like it's like mm-hmm. the curtain kind of comes off, and you uh, you yeah. approach this like other level of being, sort of. You know, like I've tas- yeah. I've tasted that a few times, and it's yeah. And I think, I mean, I would imagine also that that's kind of like the end game. Yeah. For a lot of people is to get to that space. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it sounds very freeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll tell a little anecdote. Go for something it. Something funny I saw at a party one time. Yes. Where that there was a woman who wanted to get, like, whipped and flogged mm-hmm. at this party. And she was... Flogging is the big flat paddle thing? Yeah. yeah. Flogged or, like, with a cat of nine tails, you know, like... Uh, what is that? Like, it's like a short whip with a lot of little... Oh, right, right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or flogged, or is the pad, or paddled. You know, mm-hmm. I, know. I get. I think the term. Oh, somewhere. the flogging is. It's the thing with. It's yeah. the leather yeah, it's um, a, it's a, It's called a flogger. Yeah, no, right? I think it's you're right. I just am not a medieval term. The language. Right? I'm, I'm bad with the yeah. language. Yeah. And, and she was like a sturdy, like strong woman, and she yeah. she's in a committed relationship. You know, she's married to someone, but like, and then yeah. and that her husband like wasn't there mm-hmm. that night, mm-hmm. and he was her master. Like he's like the the dominant person relationship she's the sub mm-hmm. but you know she had permission to have another friend at the party mm. flog her and so everyone was in a circle watching which mm-hmm. is kind of uncharacteristic for these things usually they're pretty private and you can't look at other people while they're mm. doing the scene there's all these rules yeah and so she was but that was a part of what she wanted is I that guess, why yeah, it that happened? was a part of what she w- that yeah. what she wanted and she was she was like the, the guy who she asked to help her was her friend. His name was Rocky, right? <laughs> okay, so yeah. she's all tied up. Yeah. And then Rocky came forward, and everyone started singing the Rocky theme song. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he was, like, w- you know, like, w- whipping her and beating her as hard as she could, and she was demanding more and more, harder, harder, harder. Yeah. And he got, like, really, like, tired and exhausted and winded, and he, like, had... He had to like stop for a second, and yeah. then everyone started singing the Rocky theme song again, again? and gave oh him strength God. to continue. <laughs> That's such an amazing memory. Isn't that oh wacky? God. That's yeah. wacky. It was just a Friday night at, at the. It was at the Delancey. In the New Delancey? York. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's so funny. That sounds great. I mean, what an experience. Yeah, it was so fun. That's it great. Was, um, also, I just saw the Rocky movies. No, I saw the first two Rocky movies. They're great. They're I had no idea. Um, I didn't know that they were good movies. I thought that they were 
mediocre movies. The, well, didn't Rocky, Rocky it, it won, won Best Academy Picture? Yeah, yeah it was picture. great. It, uh-huh. The cinematography was amazing. It's a great I movie. I love them all. I don't really love Rocky Five. Don't tell me. I haven't, I've only seen one and two. Yeah. So, I don't but know. three, incredible. Incredible? Okay. Four, unbelievable. Really? Oh, my God. Wow. It's, 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 okay. It's, yeah, I would. <laughs> I'm excited. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Even though Rocky One is the best movie, it's so good. Rocky Four is my favorite. Really interesting. Yeah. Okay, he's so likable. In Dolph that. Lundgren is the opponent. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. okay. Don't tell me anymore. Yeah. I don't like to know. I'm jealous that you get to watch it for the first time. I know. Time. I'm excited. So I want to. Um, okay. Th- well, yeah. Oh, I want to give out the number in case oh, yeah, yeah. Um, people are number. listening live. Oh, you can also DM me, people, um, to my Instagram, which is Soul Friend Radio. Um, but if you want to call in or text in, the number is 213-54-LOVE0. So we do have some questions, but what were you going um, well to say? Well, do you want to do some questions first? And then I wanted oh, sure. That's, I think it would be a good break. Because then we're going to okay. talk about something that's outside of BDSM. So it's a, sub, a little bit of a subject change. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. This is a good question. Oh, also, I've been asking people to sign their um, texts or emails with a moniker, like with a, a name, so that I don't just have to put anonymous and then your age. Like um, Blood Smoker 420. Exactly, <laughs> or whatever they want. And people are doing it, so I'm so happy that it's working. So please continue to do that, everyone who's listening and wants to send in questions. So this question is, my mom is about to retire to focus on writing quote-unquote bodice ripper type erotic historical romance novels, which I wonder what the historical component of bodice, they're ripping the bodice it's like, oh, it's, like so it's, it's like in the french court and madame period, de beau right. it's <laughs> oh like there in the marquis de yeah. de france you know that's like so comes up when he rips the bodice off you know? i love it okay thank you that's, i would never have gotten there yeah. oh man um this person says can i ever read them what if her fantasies of being tied up and taken advantage of by pirates and highland game wardens are actually sexy is being Highland Game Wardens? That sounds great. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I could hold myself back from reading these things. (laughs) Um, They say, is being kinky hereditary? Signed, not looking forward to Thanksgiving with a bunch of perverts. So we're going to call this person out a little bit for using the word pervert to describe bodice ripping fiction but because especially now that it's mainstream anyway yeah it's mainstream <laughs> so get with the program person and don't don't and use I would say, such and I would language s- and i would say thanksgiving let, yeah. let the art speak for itself okay <laughs> like don't don't you know entangle your mother with the artwork that she makes exactly right? it's just an expression it's, it's an not expression. yeah <laughs> it's coming through her she could be channeling it from a higher plane exactly you never know you know I mean, I would say that one of the, like, I grew up in a very in a hippie household. My parents, I knew that they had a sex life. I, like, they would have specific um, date, like, nights where, like, the kids would go off and play, and it was understood that that was their date night time. So I'm explaining this to say that, like, I knew that sex was a thing that my parents uh-huh. did, and I think that that's great. On date um, night. On only, d- on only, <laughs> on date. <laughs> only on date night, yeah. <laughs> Um, but after having that understanding, um, the idea of my parents having sex is something that it's, I think, I I don't know how universal that is. Maybe you can share your experience, but it's not something that I necessarily enjoy thinking. It seems like a strange thing to envision. So if my mother was writing erotic historical romance novels i don't think that i could i would be so i feel (laughs) the opposite i would be really you would be all about it if my parents (laughs) were writing erotic historical fiction i would support it oh so much but i feel like i would not want to check it out i would be be amazing (laughs) yeah so happy maybe my willpower would last about five minutes and then i would have to read all of them but yeah let me ask you this (laughs) if you were gonna write historical erotic fiction what time yeah. period would you want to do what a great question what really <sighs> what time what point in history really speaks to you erotically um hmm. can i say the future yeah you can the future for sure the future okay. what w- but what point in the future oh what Distant point future post-apocalyptic i mean you know, on a spaceship I think the, the Blade Runner time period and the way that Blade okay. Runner is depicted with the clothing and just the the plastic raincoats right. and the sort of dark weather. Sure. You know, I feel like it broods sort of a sexual yeah. hunger that is exciting, you know. I could see her steaming up beneath <laughs> her transparent raincoat. 
Like that? Yeah, like uh, that, exactly. You've got it. Um, okay, yeah. okay, but now so but now pick a time period, a past time period. Oh, a past time period? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of when I found people in history to be the most attractive. Um, maybe like the 60s. I like the nice. 60s. Is that long ago enough? Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's historic, history. yeah. yeah. You yeah, the 60s. You could have said the 90s or I the early the 90s. 2000s if you No, but the to. 60s, because the, the 70s, the 80s, the hippie movement, it's a little too close to home, a.k.a. my name means Mother Earth, my yeah. sister's name is Rainbow. Like, it's a little too, you know, sure. too close to home. Yeah. Um, but the 60s, ugh, the little bits of oppression of... You yeah. know, expressing yourself in the way that you had to dress kind of like uptight. Like I feel early like 60s, right? like yeah. early 60s. Yeah. I feel like like unpeeling that facade mm. of culture and getting to the root of someone's sort of sexuality underneath the sort of masks that you had to wear in that time period right. more so than you have to wear now. I feel, ugh, that's so exciting. That sounds great. That'd be good. So I yeah. would I would pick cave you? I would pick caveman. Caveman. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the fur. Yeah, the, the fur. messy hair. Messy I mean, hair. constant bedhead. The you d- know, yeah, yeah. Not, not understanding <laughs> things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> language barriers. <laughs> that's what I would do. Yeah, that sounds great. What about the future? Do you have a future time? Like the kind, the kind of future that I like. Um, like I would probably do like, like I would do on a spaceship. Like on a spaceship, like mm. long, like travel period, like mm. going in and out of different virtual realities, you know, like mm. trying to ascertain like what is real. That sounds great. I would do that. Yeah. Also, did you see Blade Runner, yeah. the new one? What uh, did you think of? Yeah. Well, I love it. Like <laughs> it was, slu- it was a little slower than I thought. Yeah, and it was a little long. Oh wait, I saw you there. Yeah, we yeah. ran into each other. We ran into yeah, each yeah. Other. <laughs> in the grand in history the of us. <laughs> of us running into each yeah. other at every like <laughs> mildly cool event in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah, remember? <laughs> it was like opening night yeah, and Jared Leto was Jared there. Jared Leto was there, yeah. head to toe Gucci. Yeah, head to toe Gucci. I actually went to the wrong <laughs> theater. I think I told you. Yeah. I went to the wrong, I went to the Chinese theater instead because we, I was going with a big group of people and we originally were going to go there. So I actually missed the majority of Jared Leto talking, but I caught him at the end and got to see his outfit. And Amazing. Yeah. So, um, oh, but so the reason I brought that up is the sex scene, which, okay, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Blade Runner, your time period is over. It came out a while ago, yeah. so I'm talking about it now. Yeah. Um, I think that a good month is plenty of time to get Absolutely. people. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, so the sex scene between um, Ryan Gosling, I'm terrible with all the names, but Ryan, Ryan Gosling's, Gosling. you know, fictitious girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Who was then, you know, became the person. That was such an amazing yeah, scene. Yeah, that was an incredible scene. I thought that scene was so beautiful. It, it was, was so, so beautiful. I loved it. And it was, I feel like, but I feel like I saw that motif in, that motif has appeared, ag- that was in her. The same thing happened in her, remember? <sighs> I'm trying to think. Like where they hire a surrogate woman. This is a perfect subway enjoying that mm-hmm. topic. Yeah. Uh, they, they get a surrogate woman to come over, and then mm-hmm. and then s- the Scarlett Johansson voice is oh, in her ear. Oh, that's right. That's right. So it was so they could be together. Yeah, that's true. So c- a little unoriginal. A little there. derivative, yeah. FYI. Nice, Blade nice, Runner. Nice one, Ridley. Ridley. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> It's so fun just shitting on, like, (laughs) multi-million dollar, like, you know, successful filmmakers. Okay. Um, So, so let's, so this is another thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, please. Is the rise of the unicorn. Oh, okay, yeah. You brought that up and I was like, I'm excited for him to talk about this. I don't know what he's going to talk about. So before we we get too deeply into it, let's talk about, let's get our terms straight, because this is a similar situation to, um... The choker collar issue, okay. where people are like, "Oh, I'm just gonna wear this choker collar," and yeah, it's some like kind of sex thing, and I'm sexually right. adventurous, <coughs> but yeah. but what you're Which actually wait. broadcasting is, is I'm a slave, you know? Like okay, but it, does it have to be a thick collar? Because I have many. Cho- I actually I like no, the, the look of the, the choker. The Victorian, like the no, we're talking thick, thick leather. Okay, what about if it's a thick? Pink macrame choker. That's <laughs> What's fine. the does message does that I'm giving? Have, does it have a metal <laughs> ring in the front? No, it has like a little pearl. That's fine. Okay, That's I'm not giving yeah. the message that I'm a slave. Okay, which is also a fine message. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that message, that's no, but that's, that's not the message that I want to <laughs> give with my pink choker. Right, right, right. Okay, right. so it's the thick. 
it's a thick leather black right or red or red traditionally right leather. okay or if, or like brown if you're doing like a dusty like yeah if you're burnt, all about like, like natural leathers yeah, yeah. Nat- like cowboy yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> please <laughs> continue cowboy sleeve yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah. Okay, so so this is another thing where people get their terms confused a okay. lot, and I hope everyone's listening. I'm listening because I'm tired of this. <laughs> I'm tired of when people have met somebody amazing and does all this cool stuff with them. They're mm-hmm. like, "Oh my God, she's my she's my unicorn," right? Oh, okay. And, they're like, and the, when they're just describing like a cool, exciting person, person. Met. Okay. A unicorn is a third person. Who comes in to an already established, you know, duo of people oh. having sex? That is what it's a unicorn a third. is. Yeah, I didn't a unicorn know is that. A third. A I unicorn. didn't know that. Okay. Okay. You know, and then what a people, great animal then, to choose. Yeah, because yeah. it's like a rare thing, and the idea is like, yeah. oh, they do, they don't exist, and yet here they are. You know, like right. Also, there's a phallic element of the horn. I mean, you can't not think horn. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um. So, so the rise of the unicorn. The now I know what you mean. The rise of the unicorn. So this, you know, my. My favorite thing about 2017 is this sex-positive dating app field. Yeah, right? totally. Which, I think Which we, we talked about last episode, but I can't remember if it made it through or not. I don't know. I don't know if it did. I, don't know if it did. I actually about talked it. about it again on my last episode a little bit and got um, Wits and Giggles, Shelly Hocom, hi Shelly, to sign up, and she was so pumped on it. Yeah. She was having the best time on it, on the show. It was great. But it's, a, it's a great thing. But yeah, so that's your best, that's one of your favorite parts of 2017. Yeah, is... is Field, yeah, the dating app, and yeah, you know, namely because I, I met a wonderful person on it, hmm. but also same wonderful person that I heard about, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 same wonderful person, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah cool, yeah. Yeah. figuring it out, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. and um, and <coughs> so the thing that uh, I've noticed on this is that a lot of people state themselves as like, I am a unicorn, mm. which means they want to be like, you know, l- like, let's say, you know, we have this an established thing and we're like mm-hmm. hey let's bring someone else into it yeah there's a person who is looking to be just that and only that to be like loved mm-hmm. by you and me shared you know like in is it does the term also specify whether it's a more sexually based relationship or yeah i think it's a, it's, it's mostly a sexu- sexual yeah, it's okay. a sexually based relationship and yeah perhaps even Exclusively, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, because um, it's not quite no feelings allowed. No feelings. Like yeah. you could, <laughs> I don't want to see you smile. <laughs> Unicorns can't smile. Yeah. <laughs> You're a horse. Yeah. You're a horse with a horn. <laughs> so, so yeah. I would, but so the thing that, so this is something that, this is like a, a very honest desire. <laughs> yeah. It's like a very honest desire that people Just have. Picturing like a horse mask right now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back, I'm, I'm almost back. Yeah, yeah. So I would, you know, the. So I, I don't know. I just think it's a very interesting thing because it's a very yeah. specific dynamic. It's not quite polyamory yeah. where, let's say, mm-hmm. you and I are married, but then you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, right. and I have a boyfriend or girlfriend, right? Where there maybe is feelings involved, and smiles together. are okay. Yeah, yeah. smiles are fine. Smiles are know. fine. <laughs> yeah, maybe you even have a picture of them in your wallet. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm the worst girlfriend. I've never carried a photo of any boyfriend. I would. I don't. I don't think. <coughs> do I have? I guess they're on my phone. They're all on the phone. Yeah. yeah. On the phone. I mean. I mean that's cool yeah. to carry a picture in your wallet. I guess. Yeah, but who prints out like photos? The last photo I printed was for an application for a legal right, form. Like we yeah. should print out more pictures. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. so I'm interested to hear w- <coughs> like what you think about this. Like what yeah. is the specific. You know, what is the need that is, or the new expression? Let's call it, I want to say it in a very positive way. Like, what is yeah. the new expression of, like, someone's like, hey, I want to be, like, loved intimately by two people mm-hmm. in a couple. You know, yeah. like, um, in a kind of, like, fun, casual way. This is a lot of people, more and more people's, like, preferred mode of mm. being in a relationship. It's like, I don't want it to be yeah. me and this other person. I want to, I want to come into an already... Right, you know, like happy, stable thing, as like a special, as a wacky next door neighbor or yeah. like a special guest or it something. It sounds like that. great. I mean, it sounds like I think that, and I don't know what you're specifically asking exactly, but I think that what I'm interpreting is just um, that it's such a cool. I feel like it's a, a very sex positive and wonderful time that we're in. That relationships like that are becoming more and more sort of normal, and there's a lot less sort of. Um, 
you know, sex negativity or just mm-hmm. sort of, you know, cultural bias against things like that. And so therefore, hopefully, people feel free to have whatever types of relationships they want, yeah. which is something that I feel everyone should always be, you know, able to express. And sometimes it's hard if you have people culturally, friends, family, religion, who are giving you messages that are contrary to that being okay. So, I mean, I, I don't know... Like, I think that that sounds great. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. It also seems like a nice way, if you're comfortable with your partner enough, like, let's say we're in a relationship and we're like, oh, let's bring in a third. It's, to me, that's such a great statement about the relationship being secure enough and trusting the other person enough to where you feel like it wouldn't be a threat to your relationship, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. our relationship, having someone else come in and then have this other sort of sexual component. That also sounds kind of terrifying to me in terms of my own personal relationship I don't think that I would ever (laughs) like I feel comfortable in my relationship knowing that we're exclusive (laughs) and then the idea of adding someone else in even if it was hey let's bring another dude in and my partner is straight so that probably maybe wouldn't be his you know I don't know how he would feel about that but don't knock don't knock the MMF (coughs) you know that's true I was like I was totally male male female I was like oh I would never do that yeah, because you know, you're, straight, you're straight. Because I'm straight, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then barely. You know, <laughs> like yeah. I'm straight only in the sense that I mm-hmm. prefer to have sex with women, but mm-hmm. I think in basically every other way, <laughs> you know, I, don't, yeah. I don't fit that mold. I guess okay. that makes me genderqueer, right? Am I genderqueer? I, I don't mean, know. I mean, I feel I like it's really up to you to choose. There's so many terms. So many. Also, that was the cool thing about the field app is that all the terms, mm-hmm. looking at people's profiles, there's so many different terms in terms yeah. of like just everything, like all sorts of terms that there's no way I can keep up. You know or what I think, you know what I, think I am, though? What are you? I'm Sam. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, so I yeah. don't know, the, uni- the idea of the unicorn and is yeah. something that's very fascinating to me. Like it's very fascinating. It's also so cool. I mean, I know that just, I mean, again, I like to use my own experience as a sort of barometer just because I'm myself. Um, but I feel like there have been certain points in my life where I was very sure that I didn't want a real um, <laughs> no smiling in relationships, yeah. no emotional connection, basically. Mm-hmm. And then I just was interested in sexual-based relationships. And But I've never been the type of person to be interested in sort of a one-night stand where I just go and meet something, you know. And right, so right. it always had to be this kind of specific thing of being clear with people that I was kind of dating but not really mm-hmm. super interested in in a yeah, long-term way, you know. Like a little bit of yeah, a little bit of room. And yeah. so, I mean, looking back would into my like history, <laughs> yeah, I would have my arms straight out so that people knew, stay away, this heart is not for you, it's still <laughs> damaged, get back. Um, <laughs> but I think that if I was at that phase of my life and all these ideas about unicorns and apps where I could meet couples and things like that, I would totally be open to that idea. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with... There's nothing wrong with... Like, that... Not that there's anything wrong with that at all, but, like, there's nothing... Like, even myself, I can envision that seeming really exciting in terms of, oh, it's a couple of people. Like, right. why not? That sounds great. I'm not looking for something emotional in terms of a long-term connection, mm-hmm. so I don't have to worry about, do I like the moral values of this person and that person, which is, you know, it's irrelevant. It's, do I like these people to have sex with them? And yeah. then that's that, you know, so... I feel like, I mean, and yeah. speaking from my own personal experience, I feel like, you know, having gone through two consecutive... You know, or I would call it a, an intense heartbreak that caused me to move to Los Angeles, and then, and, oh, and then an incredible. I didn't know that was a part of oh it. Oh yeah, yeah, and then a, inc- <sighs> and then a incredible humiliation as soon as I got here, <laughs> which is forever lost in the airwaves yeah, of Kei Chung. But yeah, it's there. It's, it's there at the beginning of it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was, <laughs> you know, I I think that, and this is one of the reasons I'm so fascinated by this, was that I felt like that experience of like going into an already like loving couple was going to be something that was very healing mm. for me. Yeah. You know, I never really kind of totally. thought it out like but but I was like, oh, like that would at this time in my life like that feels right. Yeah. Me, you know, so that could be some that can Yeah, I could mean potentially be used as like a a trauma, you know, balm. Yeah. You know? Well, it's sort of like the idea of um you know, if you're feeling anxious or you're having a bad day and then you see a friend who is calm and isn't having a bad day and has an optimistic demeanor 
you self-regulate with that person. Mirror, so mirror neurons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mirror neurons, <laughs> the clinical terms. But so, yeah, I could definitely see if you are feeling sort of heartbroken or, or just having a hard time in life in general, mm -hmm. that being around, you know, a nice sort of relationship in terms of the exchange between those people, those two people, um, and then you're, of course, involved in some mm -hmm. way as well, mm -hmm. can probably have a really sort of calming and grounding effect in terms of just being around that energy. So, yeah. I yeah. So. yeah. I think it's a great idea. That's the unicorn. The I love it. I love it. Um, okay, we have a few more questions. Should we do some Let's more questions? Let's do some more questions. I want to okay. look at I'll my check talking my points real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let me just check my messages here, too. We're having a little uh, look at questions break. Okay, still, caller who called in earlier has not called back. Um, so feel free to call back, caller, if you're still listening. 213-54-LOVE0. Okay, um... <laughs> Do you like how I'm like a little bit mean, <laughs> like yeah, a little bit angry that they're, please like call. <laughs> I was so close. Yeah, I know. Um, okay. Um, What's the number again? I'm going to text it to somebody. We're getting a call it's on It's 213 Oh, and then what's the actual, I don't even know the actual number. I just always give it out on the spot. They can figure it out. 213-54-LOVE-0. Okay. Okay. So we have a couple of questions about general. Well, I'll just you read them. You got some juicy ones. I want to get some juicy. Nothing juicy today. Nothing super crazy juicy. Um, come on, caller. <laughs> come on, caller. Try and freak, try and freak <laughs> me out. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, this is just basically a super easy question that says, "How should I start exploring kink with my BF? I'm familiar. I'm unfamiliar with what that even means to be H." To be honest, aside from just envisioning handcuffs and choking during sex. Curious but shy. Signed, curious but shy. Um, choking. <laughs> we were talking about that on the last show, too, where choking is, like, so last week in terms yeah, of being, like, please. sexually adventurous <laughs> choking. <laughs> oh, I had a really good quote this morning, though. I was talking to my friends. Just judging people for their, like, no, vanilla sexual yeah, preferences no, over I, here. I had, I was, like, I was talking about, you know, the kind, what I want out of my own romantic life and sex life and I, yeah. was like, and I was like i was like you know i have things i still want to do like i want to mm -hmm. break the world record for uh, longest autoerotic asphyxiation <laughs> and surviving <laughs> seems like a great goal sam <laughs> i feel like california is the place you could probably do that <laughs> it's just like i was like i want to figure out how to do it you know <laughs> The logistics of that are really complicated. I mean, you probably would have to have someone there monitoring so that you didn't just accidentally kill yourself. Yeah, I know. It's going to be yeah, a whole thing. It's, it's going to be Guinness thing. Book of World Records. There's going to be yeah. timekeepers there, <laughs> judges, cameras. like <laughs> Cameras. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've got time. I, you know, <laughs> like. <I've laughs> yeah. My schedule is very open right now. <sighs> it sounds like a great goal. I mean, you got to have something you're moving towards, right? It's I think it's, it's a great, a great one. Here's yeah. the advice that I would give to our our dear caller. Curious but shy. Yeah, curious but shy. I would say, do a self inquiry and find mm -hmm. out like what is something that you've always wanted to do yeah. and you are afraid to express that or communicate that to anyone else. Mm, and yeah. then, and then do that. That sounds great. Step into that. And yeah. something amazing is going to happen. Yeah, I think a self-questionnaire is a great first step. And I think that there's things online that you can find in terms of – I once stumbled across this list that's like um, – I think it's like 59 turn-ons list or something. Mm -hmm. um, and it's basically a list of, you know, common and or uncommon mm -hmm. sexual turn-ons. And so, you know, if you have an idea of what you think is – sexually exciting for you then great maybe you don't need these lists or you know any sort of guidance but i think that the part of it too in terms of the sort of self-inventory is the idea that maybe there's something that you don't even know yeah. is sexy to you mm -hmm. that you haven't even thought about so maybe looking out into the world in terms of you know what Look are at potential turn-ons into that sexy totally. steamy darkness yeah exactly into that what do you what do you <coughs> lock away in that dungeon cave you the know? time period too yeah <laughs> Open the doors to that dungeon cave. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, and then, I mean, obviously, so what's the question? How do I start exploring things with my BF? Yeah, self-inventory, great. Maybe have your BF do a self-inventory as well, and then look at 
overlaps, mm-hmm. right? And see if there's things that you guys can negotiate that you're each interested in and or yeah. if there's your, certain things you don't want to do. What does your partner want and do that for them because it's not all yeah. about you, Carl. It's not all about you, curious <laughs> but shy. <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, handcuffs and choking, sure, that's, that can be a part of it. Sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Sam's like, that's so boring. No, that's that's what you're saying no, with I your face like right now. Choking, well, the choking <laughs> has been co-opted by the sort mm-hmm. of, like, misogyny that's inherent in a lot of mm-hmm. mainstream pornography. Oh, right. You know. Yeah, that's true. But you know, I Everyone mean, who's getting choked, <laughs> choked on a dick, like chokes their hands around and they're just like choking. Yeah. It's like I hate you, mommy. You know, like that's what it is. I can know? never get close to you. You always jump me. I fucking hate you. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you know, I mean, the thing about it is that everyone's personal preferences don't always. I think. Okay, I'm not trying to tell this person how to think because that would be insane i am but (laughs) you are (laughs) but i think that the cool part about sexual expression and exploring in new ways is that even if it doesn't align with your moral values like let's say you identify person you don't say if you're a man or woman so i guess i'll use neutral pronouns so let's say that they align themselves with you know feeling gender equality and all these things that they feel you know that's how they feel but maybe sexually they want to be choked and that there's something about that that they are turned on by and that is exciting for them or something completely different that is their own person you know um i think that the idea that it aligns with your own sort of political views or views about yourself might be a part of the dungeon, you know, in terms right. of like what you're pushing down, and that sexual expression doesn't have to be doesn't have to be politically correct. Right. Basically, is what I'm saying. It doesn't have to align with how you are in the world. That's what. Yeah, that's why it's fantasy. That's why it's play. That's why it's something that's different. It's a different yeah, space. Yeah, I voted for so. Bernie Sanders. Choke me. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, we should make that shirt. <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense, but it would be a great shirt. <laughs> yeah. What else we got? Okay. That was so a good question. I, like I think it's a good question. question. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> this is a similar question. It says, how do I, so maybe we already kind of answered it, but how do I introduce more kink into my, into my sexy life? I think that they meant sex mm-hmm. life, but sexy life is also cute. Into my sexy life with my partner who hasn't really experimented with much sexual adventurousness. Signed, looking to mix it up. <coughs> Get on field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> done. <laughs> That's such a great answer. Uh, um, see, I know we we did kind of answer it. We kind of answered self, it. Self I think the self inventory is or great. Or just what's that great store on Sunset? Oh, the it's Pleasure Chest. Is it? Oh uh, no, that one's on Santa no, Monica like Boulevard. Like the workroom or something, or the store ha- or like. Which I part of Sunset? Like near Silver Lake. Mm. No, it's not romantics. It's is, well, there's it's one. It's got like a tough industrial name. Is it across? It's next to Black Cat. No, it's no. a little further east, okay. I think. Because there's one that I've always thought from the outside looked like more of like a, a gay like dom type of, or like this has like really nice leather somewhere. and latex. In the oh, that one. Um, it's, it's right next the to the yoga place. Yeah. Oh shit, what's that called? I don't know what that one's called. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, but I think what we're trying to get at is to go. What is it? Stockroom? The Stockroom. The Stockroom. Thank you. If you're in L.A. and you're looking to mix it up, person, maybe go to the Stockroom on Sunset Boulevard. I've never been in there. It's just, I heard it's a good one. (coughs) Yeah. The the best one in New York was this place called Purple Passion. Mm. This is a great Garrett Edwards story. Oh, tell me. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about Garrett. This is what always happens. We have five minutes and now we have to talk about Garrett. Okay. There's a couple things I want to say about Garrett. Yeah. Um. First thing, so we're g- I'm going to tell the story of Garrett at Purple Passion soon, but I would also yeah. like to say that Garrett and I, you know, so are you familiar with the phrase Eskimo brother? No. So an Eskimo brother is if, uh, you know, usually two men talk about it together. If two men have had sex with the same woman, then oh. those two men are Eskimo brothers. Oh. That's the, it's the, the frame, the, or the, the phrase, right? Yeah. Now... And so you, and it's kind of a broy, Eskimo like brothers. it's kind of like a broy, like fratty Ugh. term, you know, to use. Yeah. However, I, I hate w- thinking about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, Because it's I, such a small world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but so on. I would just like to say that yeah. that <coughs> talking about male, male, female uh, orgies. Mm-hmm. Garrett and I are Eskimo brothers, but we are Eskimo, brothers, but we're Eskimo brothers with another man. 
because that's amazing. Ah, I love it. Ah. I love how Jared's so a part of this show yeah, with his self-disclosure about personal parts of his life, yeah, but yeah. not because he's I, actually I, I recorded the show. I didn't ask his permission to tell, to tell these things. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we're also using first and last yeah, names. You know, yeah. um, uh, there's, you know, that's great. That's so cool. So, um, But then also I'd like to say, so Garrett mm-hmm. and I went to Purple Passion one time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Purple Passion. And... Purple Passion is like a serious BDSM store. They've got like $500 nipple clamps. Oh, wow. They have a, a latex mask that you put over your face that has a trough in the front. Whoa. This is serious. That people. sounds like you know American I mean? Horror Story yeah, season one. Yeah, this is like one. some American <laughs> Horror Story. Like, what are you going to put in that trough? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I can imagine. So we were, so we're shopping yeah. around. We were going to a party that was a, it yeah. was a Krampus party what's that was it a krampus party or is it no or is it another no that was another thing where me garrett and our other friend went mm-hmm. to a party that was like a kind of like sex positive like play Fun. party yeah right around christmas but it was a krampus party where you um uh you could dress as krampus which is like the evil swiss santa claus that puts like what? bad that beats your legs with like Willow thrushes and puts you in a spiky wooden box if you're See, bad. See, I'm missing but out on so much. Yeah, you're okay. Guy, you I really got to catch up. But you could dress as Krampus <laughs> or a bad little boy or mm. bad little boy or girl. Mm-hmm. So me, Garrett, my, my other friend, I bought all three of us little like jodfer pants and like stri- Wait, what's that? Like those little mm-hmm. pants that come down to like just below the knee. Oh yeah, okay. Stripey socks, striped shirts, suspenders, and a little sideways. That's adorable. That's adorable. And um, but anyway, so back to Purple Passion. Purple. Pa- oh wait, did you get the, any of that at Purple Passion? No, this was for another party that we were going to, and I can't oh, remember okay. exactly what it was. Yeah. But, so, but it was like some kind of sexy theme party or something. Yeah. Yeah. And we walked in, and there was a lady at the front, mm-hmm. and then in the back there was a mean-looking red-headed muscle leather daddy oh, like man. this guy was <laughs> jacked just like huge muscles yeah like red you know natural red hair big like mutton choppy kind of like mustache oh thing and just yeah. staring at us with like like what are these amateurs doing in my store Uh-oh. you know yeah like, and so we're kind of shopping around and garrett was like looking for a shirt in his size like mm-hmm. like a lace-up kind of front you know yeah, something yeah. and something and, to show those pecs. and the guy says to garrett Garrett asked him a question. The guy comes up to me and goes, he goes, would you mind just, could you humor me for a second? I, there's just some things I want to put on you, you know, like, <laughs> I just want you to try them out. Because oh I really think that you're going to like them, you know. Yeah, and oh so my God. this gigantic muscle daddy proceeded to turn Garrett into his little, like, dress-up boy. Oh, my God, that sounds amazing. And by I'm the sure end, he loved it. By the end, he was getting Garrett, like, in these, like, like thick latex, <laughs> like, Things and he's like, now see, look at that because you've got such a great back and you have great arms. Oh my god! You know, and this is so objectifying, yeah, but just, also just but wonderful. But, but yeah. he, and he was such a sweet, kind. You know, we didn't. <laughs> we thought he was like a mean, like a mean daddy. You right, know? right. But he's a nice daddy. He's a nice daddy. Yeah. Ah, that's the greatest story. If yeah. only I could have a visual of that, I would really be more complete as a human yeah. being inside. I'll, I'll recreate it. You should. Yeah. Um, okay. With that, again, we are out of time. I love how we do it's Tales so of Garrett. I know. Remember. Tales of Garrett is the way that we bookend this show. Um, what else do I want to tell people? I guess just listen to the show on the podcast, which is Soul Friend Radio. You can also check the website. I put blog posts up there occasionally. Oh, you know what? I'm going to put up a blog post. If I say it on the show, then it will make me do it as well. Um, I wrote a paper. I'm not just going to lie academic on everyone. Nice. But I wrote a paper about female orgasmic disorder because there's a lot of research and a lot of um, – writing about male erectile dysfunction and there's mm-hmm. not so much about um female orgasms and ra- that is a whole thing so i wrote a paper so i'm not going to put the whole paper up because that would be probably a lot for people to read but i will do, do a little summary and put some interesting things that i found out about this and put some of my opinions about it so check the blog could you put a link, friend radio. a link to the whole thing if, if oh yeah that's a good idea like, yeah i could do that and it's like for a complete yeah. article read here. it's a great idea perfect done so check out my website, soulfriendradio.com. Listen to the podcast. That's about it. Oh, send me questions, 213-54-LOVE-0 for the next mm-hmm. episode, which I don't know what the theme is going to be yet, but send them anyway. Whatever they are, love, sex, yeah. relationships, dating, 
Yeah. And I'm doing. I'll do a little plug for myself. Do some plug, yeah. It's well. It's gonna be just sort of a vague plug. So I would say follow me on Instagram at uh, Samuel Muglia. S A M. There's so many good outfits on there. I mean, I love the just the the authentic Sam of like enjoying life too. But the outfit picks are so great. I love it. Yeah, they're great. But we're gonna. But I'm gonna be doing a speaking engagement in a few weeks. I haven't figured out all the details yet, but it's going to be on the spiritual connection between people and plants. Oh, wow. I'm doing that with... Uh, that sounds great. Uh, you know, I was invited to do that by a, a friend of mine. Oh, So wow. more details on that to come, but... And but that'll that be on your Instagram. That'll be on my Instagram. Okay. And, you know, I want to go. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Don't have it on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday evening. My other areas of expertise besides yeah. unicorns, choker collars... Costuming. And Garrett Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope he better fucking be listening. He owes me. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He owes me too, I'm sure, I think. He sure does. He definitely does. Okay. With that, I'll play a song and we will be gone. Okay. Goodbye, Sam. Thanks for coming back. Bye. It was so fun. Bye. Oh, my God.